0: Welcome in to the Empty Bottle Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Danny, alongside my co-host, Zane. And today we got a new guest, his first time here, our friend Josh. We went to high school together, so always fun talking sports with him. Me and him played uh, Ultimate Frisbee together. A lot of fun, a lot of great memories from that. Josh, why don't you just introduce the sports teams that uh, you love the most and uh, what you got in front of you today for a drink.
1: Yeah, sure. Um for a drink I got uh some two brothers out of Warrenville. Oh uh okay. the Prairie local. Path. Nice. Yeah, yeah, drinking local. I haven't had two brothers in a while, so um figured while I'm back in uh, back in Wheaton right next door, drink some two brothers. And that's IPA, right? Uh I have the Prairie Path, which is a golden ale. Golden Ale, okay. Are you yeah. an IPA fan? You know, there's a time and place for IPA, but I can't drink too much of it. I don't it's like definitely it. Definitely,
0: no more than one a night. Right? Yeah, that yeah. Is, way too happy for me. I don't even like it one. I don't even like one. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: All right, um, Josh. What uh,
0: what what do you? What teams like to cause you pain week and week hey, out? Uh, cause me. me pain?
1: Hmm. Well, I guess the Bulls and the Blackhawks would be the two teams I root for right now that cause me the most pain. Um. You know, not so much the Bulls. Like, I I still like where the Bulls are trending. Um, But the Blackhawks, like, they're playing right now. They're down four to nothing. A lot (laughs) lot of – yeah. uh, (laughs) Yeah, so – but uh, the teams that don't cause me a lot of pain are the Green Bay Packers, big Packers fan, and uh, they've been good to me this year. And uh, also the Chicago White Sox. Uh, they're definitely trending in the right direction. So
0: Yeah, those teams are definitely on the and I would even say the Bulls, because I really like what Billy Donovan has done. Maybe <laughs> it's not so much that Billy Donovan is this amazing coach and the talent was that bad. I just think that the previous coach was just that bad. The previous two coaches were just that bad and underutilizing the talent.
1: Yeah, we um, haven't had like an established – NBA coach in a while so it's kind of it's kind of nice and like relaxing almost to have that that in yeah Donovan. Competence. yeah competence. yeah so it's just
0: nice to have just comment
1: yeah line.
0: all right yeah. Zane, what do you got in front of you today
2: yep uh I'm just sticking with my classic Coors Light um uh, usually one of the light beers I'm choosing um don't really str- I don't really stray away from Coors Light slash Miller Light um just in terms of what i keep stocked um you know for non-special occasions so what, just a, a standard coors life for me was that on um, the
0: college beer power rankings
2: dude you keep putting me on the spot man uh, <laughs>
0: how did they're your own power rankings
2: yeah but i mean yeah it was uh no it wasn't it wasn't on there it wasn't on there okay all right um because it's not like i don't i don't see that as like an iconic college beer like it's a light beer, but like, I didn't really see it that much on campus, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I definitely, Josh, I don't think at many parties we saw at U of I, I don't think we saw too many Coors lights as the main beverage of choice. Yeah. Natty light or
1: nothing. Keystone light. Keystone, yeah, yeah. Bush. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Bush was on there at C, didn't he? Yeah. He, he just named like half my <laughs> list, but he didn't even know it.
0: So. <laughs> it was just a question. I figured the person who made the list would probably know that. It, was on the list, or not, all right. Uh, since I'm still a little east of Chicago, I'm gonna be drinking my staple beer of Ingley. I love this beer, and now that I'm away from Chicago, I, I can drink it. So, sticking with this, love it as always. All right, let's jump into the headlines. We have three headlines to talk over today. We originally had just two, but we had some breaking news coming out of the NBA today. James Harden, Houston Rockets, just got traded from the Houston Rockets to join his former teammate, Kevin Durant. The Brooklyn Nets also joining up with Kyrie Irving if he's still deciding to play basketball or not. So, Josh, you're a big NBA guy. I'll start off with you. What, did the Rockets blow this trade? Did the Nets win this trade? I mean, who's the real winner in this trade?
1: I mean, there's so many, it's a four team trade. There's so many moving parts to this. It's kind of hard, in my opinion, to say right now. Like, the Rockets got so many picks out of this that. They're probably going to be set for a while, um, and then obviously Harden moving to the Nets and joining back up with KD. Um, it's interesting now. We've seen every combination of KD, Russ, and Harden yeah. um, with this trade. So we'll see if if that works out. Um, and really, what I was most kind of upset with was the Pacers trading away Oladipo. I re- I really like Oladipo on the Pacers. Um, Hometown and, guy,
0: right? In, yeah. He's uh, from Indiana.
1: Oh, is he actually from Indiana? I didn't know that.
0: I believe so, yeah. Maybe, Maybe that's why I liked him IU. there so
1: much. Um, <laughs> I I thought he was, like, doing a great job, like, leading that team. Um, and then to see them trade him just, like, re- really, it seems like the Pacers just kind of got roped into this. Same with the Cavs. Like, just to see them kind of trade those pieces away – um it's interesting like to say the least and I I think like we're gonna we're gonna have to wait and see if uh Harden and KD and Kyrie are willing to pass to each other or what that situation is gonna be like but it will I feel like the Nets will either be dominant for the next five years or they'll blow up by the end of the season
0: yeah, yeah, I think chemistry, we're going to find out very quickly if, it's, if this is going to work or not. And uh, another note, a detail of the trade. So the Rockets, yes, they sent James Harden to the Nets, part of a, a four-team deal uh, between the Cavaliers and Pacers uh, with some minor players going back and forth there. But the Rockets, in return, get four first-round draft picks. Now, if you guys remember, the Nets did this uh like a few years ago when they got Kevin Garnett from the Celtics and they traded a a bejesus amount of first picks as well for an aging superstar. So Zane, do you see this Nets situation, like Josh was saying, working for the next five years or or by the end of the season, are we just gonna be like, all right, the Nets just blew four four first round picks and they're just screwed for the next half decade?
2: Yeah, I definitely think the Nets – won the trade, but it's definitely extremely risky for the Nets. James Harden only has two years left on his deal, so this year or next year, you've got to convince him to stay, so that would probably mean winning a championship, and Kevin Durant only has three years left on his deal, so if they don't win, it could blow up in as short as three years, actually, Um, so it's extremely risky for the Nets, Uh, but I would say they won the trade just because they get James Harden, and for the Rockets, the Rockets are actually net neutral, probably, because I think they gave up just as many picks to get Russell Westbrook, and then they traded him a year later. So they're actually kind of neutral on the amount of picks they have. Um, And who knows who those picks are going to turn out to. Uh, So so I would probably say the Nets won the trade, but it's extremely risky just because you only have James Harden for the next two years and KD for the next three years. So they've got to make it work this year and next year.
0: Yeah, uh, a lot is on the line for both teams here, man. It's definitely just towing the line. It's, it's very risky for both sides, I think. But, you know, it's I think both teams, Zane, you and me were talking before the, the show started. It's both teams were desperate, I think, to make a move, especially with Kyrie Irving and his situation uh, in Brooklyn. And then, obviously, James Harden has been very vocal about his situation in Houston. So both teams have been desperate, and usually desperate teams get taken advantage of. Maybe it ends up both these teams get taken advantage of in this trade and they just, it's just a lose, lose scenario always. All right. Our next headline, we're going to switch over to college football. Monday night was the national championship between Alabama and Ohio state. Alabama came out on top 52 to 24 and they just looked absolutely dominant probably for two and a half, the last two and a half quarters. So my question, this is this 2019 LSU team, had uh, their draft class, Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Clyde Edwards-Lair, and 11 other draft picks. The 2017 recruiting class of Alabama had Najee Harris, who was fifth in the Heisman voting this past year, Tua a tug of He is the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, Henry Ruggs III, Jerry Judy, and Devonta Smith, who uh, is still on this team, but he just won the Heisman. So, Zane, who do you think head-to-head would be the better team?
2: Yeah, I was. I saw this, and I was just thought about this question for quite a long time. And I would, pro- I guess, I'm think I'm gonna go with LSU, and maybe that's because I, I'm more likely to root for LSU than root for an Alabama yeah, team. Yeah, I, I think me too. But, um, but just looking at it head to head, Joe Burrow, you know, versus Mac Jones. Joe Burrow's is just a stud. Ice in his veins. Yeah. Every time his team needed big plays. He made big plays, and then they hung 60 on, you know, half the league last year. Uh, Edwards D'Alaire was a beast, Jamar Chase. And then, you know, on defense, they had Grant Delpit and Derek Stingley. It's probably going to be in the first round next year. Um, I mean, that that would be a, just an outstanding game, to be honest. But it, it'd probably come down like a wash and then come down to quarterback play was my thinking. And I'm not betting against Joe Burrow. No. Right. They, they look unstoppable.
0: Dude, it's got to be, like, not even just one game they would have to play. I would want a seven-game series, man. But, <laughs> like, I want it, you know, MLB World Series style, NBA, NHL finals. Like, that, that would be two just – uh oh, man, that, that would be awesome. Uh, Josh, who do you think of these – I mean, who's going to have the better professional career – uh, is it going to be these uh, Alabama graduates, LSU graduates?
1: Who do you think? Um, I really, yeah. I mean, I agree with Zane. I think, I think Joe Burrow, out of like everyone that has played on the two teams, is going to have the best career. Um, like uh, he unfortunately had that injury this year, but you know he seems to be recovering fine, and um, I, he's just yeah, like Zane said, he's he's a stud. He's got so much swagger. Like he knew he was destined to win the championship i think he's like still has such high hopes for himself that he's going to carry himself to have a great career
2: um I, I don't know if you guys saw it was in the national championship i think they were only up like 14 points and he's they scored a touchdown and he put rings on yeah like, give me the rings. yeah <laughs> yeah he's like give me the ring now it's just dude just so much swag like you said josh i just i love everything about yeah. jay burrow but he's also like humble in all of his interviews and stuff and he's a great person right. But on the field, it's like, yo, I'll die for this guy.
0: Yeah, dude. He's on the Bengals, and I would die for him. He's not even playing for my team. (laughs) And, yeah, it's funny because I think after that Texas game uh, for LSU in 2019, after they beat Texas in Austin, I think it was pretty evident that, yeah, LSU, even though, you know, Clemson and Alabama were still ranked ahead, LSU just looked like they were the team to beat for that entire year, and they played like it. They never played down to their competition. They just blew teams out, and it never was really even close. It never was.
2: Yeah, and two games this year, Alabama's defense gave up 40 plus. They gave up 40 plus to Ole Miss, and then they gave up 40 plus to Florida. So, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that LSU could hang 60 on Do you guys think either of those
1: teams, like the 2019 LSU team or the 2020 Alabama team, could beat? Like the worst NFL team.
0: I'll tell you what. (sighs) Oh man, Um, God. I actually, you know what? I'll say this. I think his. I mean, that LSU defense was really good, but this Alabama defense was at least later in the year. Later in the year, Alabama defense. I think going up against the Bears. Bears aren't scoring more than uh, (laughs) fifteen points. There's just no way. Yeah. Not, with Nick Foles or Mitchell Chibisky, Yeah. So,
2: dude, who on be... Alabama? Who yeah. on Alabama's covering Alan Robinson? Yeah,
1: that's, that's, so, that's... like let's be honest. It's also a bunch of grown men going up against like college kids, but yeah, I think it'd be interesting. Yeah,
0: okay. Even so, yeah, we say Allen Robinson. Who has to get him the ball? Nick Foles or Mitchell Trubisky?
1: I love how I said the worst NFL team, and then Danny went ahead and said the Bears.
0: (laughs) 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 Well, they have the worst offense, I think,
1: in my opinion. So
0: that's just, you know, defense is just like, oh, damn, we got to go out there again. We just got to (laughs) now out a turnover for you guys. All right, our next headline, we're going to go back a little bit locally here to the Chicago area. Corey Crawford announced his retirement despite recently signing a two-year deal with the New Jersey Devils. But writing was on the, <clears> the wall. <throat> uh, concussion history has kind of uh, forced him into retirement, and he just kind of wants to spend time with his family. I don't blame him. So two Stanley Cubs later with him, Josh, what is his legacy? Uh, I mean, or do you think – let me put it – his legacy has two Stanley Cups. Mm-hmm. Do you think he was underrated or overrated during his time as a Chicago Blackhawk?
1: I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think he was like grossly overrated or grossly underrated. Um, I, I, it's easy, you know, a lot of times it's easy to blame the goalie for like, you know, if your team's like kind of not doing so well, you're letting up a lot of goals, but like, right. You look at his, like, uh, health history, like, he had a bunch of concussions. So, like, can you really blame him there? And he won two Stanley Cups for us. Uh, So, I mean, I think looking back on it, I haven't really given him as much credit as he deserves. Um, But, you know, he was always there. He was, like, a constant for the two – for, what, 2013 and 2015. Um, He was our goalie. Like, we won a Stanley Cup with him twice. So, I think he he had a great career as a a Chicago Blackhawk and just a goalie in general.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was just like the rest of the team. He might, he was just clutch. The team as holes, they were just maybe, they weren't ever just dominant because they, they never just blew out teams. It was always, they just came up clutch and he was a part of that. He always was able to come up for the big games. He always came to play for those games. So, Zane, do you have a favorite memory from uh, from his time as a, as a Chicago
2: Blackhawk? Uh, I don't know if I have a favorite memory. I didn't really go through the highlight reels. I mean, it was quite a while ago since the Blackhawks won one. Um, but just to touch on underrated or overrated, I think he's probably just a tad overrated, just in the eyes of Chicago fans, just because he was there for all the Stanley Cups. But, like, I mean, he's never mentioned ever probably as like one of the top goalies hmm. in the league you know, he's never in the conversation no with like pecorine or Henrik own even though his stats like aren't
0: that far off
2: so like chicago loves him right we're so loyal to him that in the eyes of chicago fans he might be just a touch overrated but for the rest of the league he's probably middle of the tags, right where he, you know rated appropriately i would say
0: yeah, I don't know if he'll be a, a Hall of Famer, but I mean, would you rather have a Hall of Famer goalie who was uh, the best goalie in the league for six years uh, with zero Stanley Cups, or Corey Crawford and his a uh, really good goalie, maybe not the awards to follow with it, but two Stanley Cups? I mean, you're gonna take the the championship, you're gonna take the rings, True. and I'm sure yeah. those goalies would probably say the same.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would. Yeah, I would uh, take I the see, solid goaltender. I mean, we we also had some solid defense too. So like, we we didn't necessarily yeah, need an, a Hall of Fame better. goalie. Um, he filled the role pretty nicely. I do have a favorite yeah. memory, right, of so him, though. Mean, am yeah, I allowed to? Am uh, I allowed to curse? Oh, oh, yeah, I was just thinking that. Okay, yeah. Fucking right, it. Chicago. Yes, the
0: championship rally. <laughs> yeah. Uh was that for 13?
1: 2000
0: that was, was 2015 2015 Yeah really okay wow All right so yeah 2015 at the parade in uh Grant Park in Chicago Yeah yeah I love, that was awesome
1: The whole crowd <laughs> got so I high I didn't even
0: care about it, but... Yeah that was awesome All right so uh Tampa Bay uh they just scored another goal it is another oh, now geez. 5-0 they're defending Stanley Cup champions against our Chicago Blackhawks, so not a good start to the season. But, you know what, Kirby Doc is out, Jonathan Tays is out, and our defense has been bad for the past yeah. few years, so not too surprised at this. Uh, maybe they start tanking uh, on purpose and trying to go for that draft pick. Who knows? All right, let's jump into our segments. we got a lot of segments to go over here. We'll start off with my back hurt segment, player that carried their team this past week, any sport. Football starting to wind down, so we might start to see some uh, players in basketball and hockey here soon. All right, Josh, who do you have for your my back hurts player of the week?
1: Um, I'll go ahead and give it to you. Big Ben Roethlisberger. He uh he threw for like what like five hundred yards and like seventy passes. Like although the the Steelers did lose, he was in like
0: twenty. Yeah, yeah.
1: He they the Steelers did lose, but he was doing everything he could to like keep them in it. Um. And he brought him back, true, and that true. game got kind of close. Um, after the Browns kind of ran away with it there uh, at the start, so go ahead and give it to Big Ben. Yeah,
0: yeah. Coming out of the half, the Steelers scored. Browns went three and out. Steelers went and scored again. And I was like, oh man, this is this could uh, the Browns might do a, a Browns <laughs> thing right now and blow it. But you know, they just kept their foot on the gas and they just kept scoring. And I I don't even know if it's so much so that it's on the Steelers' offense that that defense. At home, giving up 48 to the Cleveland Browns. I don't care if this is like Cleveland's best team in like decades. That they're still, you should not be giving up. Yeah, you're not going to win
1: if you do that. No,
0: no. All right, Zane, who'd you have for your My Back Hurts player?
2: Uh, My Back Hurts player of the week, I awarded to Cam Akers, running back for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I think in the last week's segment, we all picked the Seattle Seahawks to beat the Rams. Uh, Jared Goff was ailed, you know, he didn't really, I mean, he looked good, but he didn't look like his normal yeah, self, he didn't his so they were just, yeah, they were just leaning on Cam Akers, everybody and their grandma knew that it was they were going to hand the ball off, so he had 131 yards and a touchdown on 28 carries, uh, so the Rams just leaned on him all day long and they come up, came out with an upset win over the Seahawks, uh, so my back hurts award for this week goes to Cam Akers.
0: All right, so my First player of the week, Mac Jones, Alabama Crimson Tide quarterback. He gets a national championship ring. 464 yards, five touchdowns, completely lit up the scoreboard. He was just dominant. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure his weapons had a lot to do with it, but you know, he still has to get them the ball. And that was still Ohio State, and they got a bunch of four stars and five stars on that team themselves. So it's not like they were playing Illinois, who everybody plays well against. So I really Good. liked uh, what I – yeah, I think he boosted his draft stock. I think we'll see him go in the first round. Do you, do you guys think he's a first-round draft pick, or do you think he's going to fall to the second?
2: Uh, I, I To be honest, I didn't really watch him play that much this year, but um, I, I probably wouldn't okay. see him going in the
0: first round.
1: Josh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm not too sure. Really, all I know is like Trevor Lawrence is going to go first. um, And that's all I really care to know for like, where quarterbacks are going to fall in the draft. Um, You know, ever since Packers drafted Jordan Love, I've been a little, a little hesitant to uh, follow quarterbacks, but who knows?
0: Yeah, maybe it, it just takes one team to just, you know, try to jump the gun and exactly. uh, com- completely throw out their draft plan and just uh, – Yeah, just surprise play. pick. Yeah, they're like, oh, man, he fell to us. We we got to get him. All right, we're going to move on to the next segment here, meatball play of the week. Zane, who did you have for your meatball play of the week?
2: Uh, my meatball play of the week was um, the Buffalo Bills. They had – Fourth and four at the goal line, they chose to go for it, and I, I know it's tough picking plays that are hindsight 2020, but they ended up losing the game by three. And in the playoffs, I, I, just think it's a unless you're desperate, I think you take the points in the playoffs at all costs. I think that's a pretty general rule, um, that you take the points. And they were, um, they were trailing, but they should have just taken the points at the time, um. So I'm gonna go meatball play on, on the coach and Frank Reich. Not taking the points in a playoff game where you gotta take the points and just live to fight another down. Um so it could have been a downfall against the Bills, but yeah, you never know. It's
0: uh some people think hey, playoffs, you just gotta put everything on the line right now. It's gonna happen now or never because live to fight another day, it's you know, they might think it's you know, there's no more next week if we lose this game. But otherwise, like you were saying, you know, you just got to take the points so you can get them because.
2: The game wasn't – the the reason I have it right. is because the game wasn't out of reach yet. They didn't need to chase – they didn't need to chase the extra four points. Yeah.
0: So they should have yeah, just it's taken three. very valid free. point. Josh, uh, who did you have for Meatball Play of the Week?
1: My Meatball Play of the Week was Jimmy Graham catching that last second uh-huh. touchdown uh-huh. in the Bears game. First off, that was just a crazy catch. Um, but really that whole, that whole drive really didn't need to happen, or at least like the end of it, um, just had just <laughs> n- no reason of trying to score there. Um, but the reason why it made me laugh so much was that my buddy had bet $25 on Jimmy Graham to score a touchdown at any point in the game. And he gets it on the final play in a play that <laughs> really didn't matter. And so I was laughing at that. I was happy for him.
0: Yeah, that was. Uh, I, I saw stool. they were all over that also because um, I think the spread was 11 yeah, and a half. It was 11 yeah. or 11 in some places. And if they kicked the extra point, they would have covered. But in playoffs, you don't have to. You don't need to. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not a necessity to go for the extra point or to go for two like it is in the regular season. So they just walked off the field because the time ran out because it was zero uh-huh. seconds and five. And so that cost a lot of people uh, their money, and uh, I thought that's just kind of funny. That's a, a bad beat right there. That's going to end up on uh, Scott Van Pelt's uh, sports <laughs> center later that night. My uh, my back hurts. This was a player I chose, and we're going to stay in the same game here. Mitchell Trubisky received. So uh, let me let me back up here. Last week, I was talking about how bad the Bears were to be relegated to the Nickelodeon channel for their playoff game for an NFL wildcard game. We're on Nickelodeon. And so Nickelodeon did this award called the MVP for Nickelodeon Valuable Player. And Barstool Big Cat, he led a campaign to have everybody vote for Mitchell Trubisky to get this award, despite them losing the entire game and <laughs> him really not having the stats to back that award up, and he won it in a really? landslide. <laughs> and so, if you go to ProFootballReference. Uh, oh uh, dot com, which is where a lot of people get their stats for NFL. The, on that page is the MVP for Mitchell Trubisky. They you know, have it the listed.
1: <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Nickelodeon valuable style. player doesn't even make sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't.
0: <laughs> and hence why that was their first and maybe probably
1: only football game they'll ever air.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the Nickelodeon audience,
1: if if that if their introduction to football was watching the Bears, then they're probably not going to watch much football.
0: Yeah, that's another thing. was Like, why did we let them watch this team? <laughs> uh, I thought that was just good, clean fun and just something to chuckle at. Um, something that we'll probably think about when uh, he's no longer a bear. All right, our next segment here pulled my hammy team that uh should have won but lost and maybe they just blamed on an injury so pulling their hammy uh Steelers they lose at home we mentioned this earlier 48 to 37 to the Cleveland Browns Zane is this acceptable
2: um yeah actually I think it is acceptable I don't think it's acceptable the way they lost actually just Big Ben throwing four picks is inexcusable uh but I thought the Steelers were—I mean, excuse me—I thought the Browns were, or just a touch better than where you know they were. The Browns were trending up, and the Steelers were definitely trending down towards the end of the season. Uh, so for the Steelers, I think it's a respectable loss um, to the Browns. Although you, you can't go out like that, but um, it's not like the biggest upset ever. I thought the Browns were. A formidable opponent so it is what it is on on any given day a team could be had in the NFL so I don't, I don't yeah, I'd like to point out field. that
0: the Pittsburgh Steelers they started out the season 11 and 0 with their first loss and then I think they just they went one in five sorry one in four down the stretch here and uh man for a Mike Tomlin team with Ben Roethlisberger at the helm and Juju and all those weapons they got that can happen, especially with some of the losses that uh, they came, that uh, their losses came against some of those teams. Uh, So that I, I don't think that can happen. Josh, what do you think?
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, the Cleveland Browns were playing for, I think a lot more than, you know, just the first playoff win, you know, especially considering it was against the Steelers. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of almost expected the Steelers to lose. Um, You know, if if it's acceptable, no, because, like, you should be trying to win every playoff game especially. Um, But, yeah, I think think the Browns were just playing for a lot more.
0: Yeah. uh, I wonder if this is maybe the beginning of the end for uh, maybe the Mike Tomlin regime. I don't know – I don't know if this is Ben's last year. This might have been his last two raw. I don't know. I mean, he's still playing pretty decent. Where he could come back if he wants to, but we're starting to see the old breed here kind of uh, fall away. Drew Brees doesn't have much longer in the league. Philip Rivers doesn't have much longer. Tom Brady. Yeah, maybe he'll probably still be playing another yeah. seven right <laughs> here, so, Yeah. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger yeah, <laughs> is his way out. Um, so, maybe we're starting to see uh, some of these new quarterbacks come in, uh, like the Mitchell Chbisky. <laughs> right, right. Uh, he's, he's, he is leading the pack. Oh, <laughs> yeah, with the en- recent MVP, recent and only MVP. MVP. <laughs> yeah, the oh, only back. MVP. Yeah. I want you to show me uh, all of uh, Patrick Mahomes' and Deshaun Watson's MVP trophies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all right so our game
0: of the week one hype game one letdown game we'll start off with the letdown game Alabama beats Ohio State 52 to 24 I say it's a letdown game because it got out of hand pretty fairly quickly Ohio State kept it uh, close for a little bit there Uh, then Alabama just you know they they just asserted their will and I know Ohio State had some starters out due to COVID But, man, this – it just goes you to show how great this Alabama team
1: was. Uh, Josh, I mean, are you disappointed in the outcome here, or is it just kind of – Not really, yeah. Not really disappointed. Uh, I expected it. Um, I was a little – you know, I was hyped for Ohio State. Um, I think they had the chance to prove a lot of people wrong. Um, You know, especially since I go to school now at Texas A&M, I heard a lot of smack talk about Ohio State and Notre Dame getting into the playoffs, you know, ahead of A and M. Um, so I think Ohio State had a lot to 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 prove here. Um, I kind of I was I kind of liked seeing them in the championship game, uh, but yeah, I, Alabama was just going to win. You know, we knew that at the start of the playoffs. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it was a, a foregone conclusion that they were going to run away with it. And it's interesting you say uh, T- uh, Texas A&M. A lot of fans there having something to say. I mean, they can say all they want. They only had one loss, mm-hmm. which was to Alabama, but they lot like they got their doors blown off in that game also.
1: Well, yeah, it was Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny that they wanted a, a rematch acting like, you know, we only lost because of the refs <laughs> or something. When in reality, they, they lost because it was hey. the University of Alabama. Oh, yeah. Hey, we, we
1: didn't even get a chance is what people were upset about. But, yeah.
0: So, yeah. And to bring up this uh, conversation again, Zane, we've kind of seen, you know, more or less the same four or five teams in the college football playoff every year. Does this kind of show we need an expanded playoff or does it show that we need to keep it at four because there really are only a select number of teams that are, that could be national champions.
2: I would say it proves it needs 4 because if ohio state's getting boat raced what do you think alabama's <laughs> going to do
0: to the 8 what do you think like? they're going to do to coastal
2: carolina <laughs> like, <it> just <laughs> yeah that's a joke they're going to run them out of the, the you know the stadium so i don't I, I don't know if anything we need to put a cap on how many five star recruits <laughs> alabama's allowed to take i mean <laughs> they're just boat racing people dude so yeah no i, I would probably say 4 um, especially because the four seed was Notre Dame this year. Like that's the best we could come up with was Notre Dame at the four seed. That's a joke. I mean, ball state was charging. We couldn't even get in. I don't even know what that was about, dude. We beat we beat the 22nd ranked team in the country handily. We should have got a look, man. We should have got a look. Yeah, I'll at tell the you four what, seed.
0: Uh save the but, ball. Uh, save, no. save the Save the children is not part of Alabama's vocabulary, that is for sure. They they take no prisoners.
2: dude. Yeah, I, I would say there's absolutely no sense. I mean, unless it's like, obviously, if the NCAA runs the numbers and it's financially beneficial, they'll expand the playoffs. But in terms of competition and quality of games, there's no way they need to. Yeah, yeah. quality
0: is something they definitely, they're definitely definitely going to have to consider because the one in eight seeds, that's not going to be uh, quality. All right, so our hype game of the week for game of the week here, the Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia. I never lost faith, never changed a channel. They beat the Indianapolis Colts 27-24. to 24, And this was – uh the refs could have decided this game. It got close. It, it got close because there was uh, what should have been a fumble that um, got – upheld as a incompletion but you know what if there's one thing we know about Philip Rivers and game winning drives is that it doesn't happen how many times in his career do we just say oh yeah he's uh San Diego Chargers they got a uh, minute 49 or they got 218 on the clock to drive the entire length of the field for a touchdown and he just throws a back breaking interception or it just he just throws four incomplete uh incompletions in josh uh how far do you think the bills the bills uh mafia can take this thing?
1: yeah i the bills are exciting to watch um i like watching them like uh they keep their foot on the gas like the whole time um they were doing that even like when they were playing the patriots week 16 i think um uh, maybe week i think it was week 16 but like they they never let up
0: and like they're yeah, riding
1: that momentum into the playoffs, and they're a young team, and they got a lot to prove. And I like where they're headed.
0: Yeah, fun team to watch for mm-hmm. sure. Zane, uh, do you think? Do you think the Indianapolis Colts? Do you think their arrows pointing up or down after this game?
2: Um, I guess down. I mean. They lost. They lost to a pretty, I would say, evenly matched team, and the Bills. Not evenly, actually. No, I, I put the Bills in a, a different class, actually. But, or yeah, I don't want to say neutral. So I, don't, I, I feel like we we know what the ceiling is with Philip yeah. Rivers. Like they made they made a they made a lateral move by going to get Philip Rivers. Uh, it, it just he's not going to get you over the hump. He, he proved it time and time again in San, San Diego and then Los Angeles that he's not going to get you over the hump. That's just that's Phillip Rivers. If the Colts want to ever get over the hump, they need to take a risk on a Josh Allen in the draft, build a, build around him, get the right personnel in there, and really go for it. Um, and, and in terms of the Bills, they're the only team, I would say, that can beat the Chiefs. They have just an outstanding defense, at, and like Josh said, they keep their foot on the gas at all times. Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen have an awesome connection, they have an explosive offense. So I, I I think they'll meet in the FC Championship. I think they dispatched the Ravens this weekend, tossed them to the side. Um I, I think the Chiefs and the Bills meet in the FC Championship and I, I think they have a good chance to win.
0: I would love that matchup. I would love it too. Um like you said, there's a there's a ceiling for Phillip Rivers he's just proved time and time again, he just can't get it done. I really, I've talked about this throughout the year. I just really like the Colts team as a whole. I, they may not, you know, blow you out of the water, but they're just a good solid team that just executes pretty well.
2: They're on a a treadmill, though. They're on a treadmill. They're on a first first round, get bounced in the first round every year. You
0: can have the best all-around team, but if you don't have the quarterback in place, it doesn't matter. And, you know, even if you have a below-average team, a great quarterback can cover a lot of those holes. Josh, I think a lot of times the Packers probably made runs in the playoffs that they shouldn't have, but because they had Aaron Rodgers, who probably masked a lot of problems, they were able to make a, a, a a deep
1: run in the playoffs, would you say? I mean, yeah, having Aaron Rodgers <laughs> Um, he's I mean, he right now especially is at a point where um, I don't know if you guys watched The Last Dance, like the Michael Jordan documentary, but there was a part where someone was talking about Jordan in like he, he's he had progressed past just like uh, trying to like play basketball. He, he could he could just play basketball like no one else could. And he could just figure out how to win and like win and lose games, and it was just beyond basketball at that point. He could just control games. Yeah, that's where Aaron Rodgers is. I feel like he's just so comfortable in this offense, and, and he he's so relaxed, and he can just decide when he's going to make a big play and decide who it's going to be to. It could be to anyone on the field, and he can make it happen. So, well, yeah, saying he actually... he masked problems, I, I like it's hard to say how big the problems were i I think the packers like especially this year we have very few problems
0: oh yeah this year Mm -hmm. no it's i uh i think they're they're definitely my pick to come out of the nfc for sure um yeah so let's just have that take us into our our barometer section here josh where uh we kind of After uh, this past week, we kind of talked about if if we're thinking, you know, there is a God or more of a kick in the shin after watching our team. So obviously you're, you're right in high with your green Bay Packers. Do you think not only if they're going to come out of the NFC, do you think they can win it all or they will win it
1: all? Um, Yeah, I, I like to believe they will win it all. Um, I mean, watching them a lot this year, like Rogers is having a career year, like way better than previous years and, like this is Lafleur's second year, and everything's just clicking um Our defense has been great too. We've had a few kind of key injuries right at the end, um which kind of, like kinda of has me a little worried. but after watching like our last few games of the season, we have a lot of momentum uh going into the playoffs, and there's not there's not a single team that can come to Lambeau in January and beat the Packers. I think, uh, so it's just a matter of now going to, I think it's in Tampa. The Super Bowl is in Tampa, right? They moved it to Tampa. Yeah. yeah now it's just a matter of going there. You know, whoever, uh, yeah, man, that's,
0: uh, yeah, that would be, uh, it would break my heart <laughs> to see them advance, uh, past the divisional round, but more than likely it's going to happen. All right. Zane, uh, how are you feeling after this past week after uh, watching our team, uh, Falter in, in uh, New Orleans,
2: dude. I'm actually I'm actually on the side of there is a god because if we won, if we won, the 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 brass would think that Mitchell Drabisky was just sent from heaven, <laughs> and instead we lost. Instead we lost, which really really highlights the fact that he needs to go. It just needs to go, and I don't care if he's decent, right? If if the Bears are on a treadmill like the Colts, we're not going to go anywhere. I don't really care. I don't really care that much, and we and we kind of got into the playoffs by luck too.
0: We, yeah, we so, didn't earn our way into the playoffs.
2: Exactly. Exactly. So, I'm on the side of the, actually there isn't God because finally I think they're realizing it can't. We can't continue with this. He's not. He's not good. He's not good enough to get us over the hump to really help us compete with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, which maybe Aaron Rodgers plays two, three more years, maybe four. I don't know. Maybe he's on the k yeah. twelve for eight years. Who knows? But we're never we're never gonna be able to. I mean, we got we got destroyed by the Packers. Yeah. License. No, it
0: was embarrassing. That's so.
2: If we if we want any chance at winning the division and dominating this di- and dominating the division, we need to re- hit reset and get a new quarterback. We've tried it. It hasn't worked. Admit <laughs> you failed and move on.
0: It's depressing that uh, because I would like to say that if you can beat the Packers twice in a year, you have a very good chance of probably just being one of the best teams in the league, let alone if you can beat them once in the year. And the fact that not only losing, but just getting completely embarrassed by them year in and year out, no reason management or the coaching staff should stay in place. It's just embarrassing, 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 and there's no excuse yeah. for it.
2: I think I saw Pagano's retiring um, on ESPN. Um, I'm not sure if that's the root cause, but you know, that's just they said Maggie's me. coming it's, back. It's
1: you got how do you guys feel about that?
0: I don't like it because I mean I, we rag on Mitchell Jabisky, but it's, it's like. It, Nagy has not like M- Mitchell Trubisky is better than what he I've seen we've seen on tape. I think, in my opinion, Nagy just refuses. He wants to think that he's Patrick Mahomes and that we have uh Kansas City Chiefs players, we don't have anywhere near those players to run that Kansas City s- yeah. system. So it's like yeah. trying to fit a, a you know a square peg through a round hole, it's just not gonna work.
2: I'm um, yeah, I- I'm willing to give. Nagy one more year and the reason is because Trubisky looks good in the first 20 plays when it's game planned right and that's, and that's the work of Matt Nagy he's setting up the game plan he's setting up the scouting report and that's when Trubisky looks good it's later in the game when they have to make adjustments and, and they need Trubisky to adjust on the fly that Trubisky seems to falter and he can't read defenses quick enough and he, and he makes mistakes and he throws interceptions where you go are you, are you kidding me uh, uh were you were you looking at the defense? Uh that guy was triple covered. So I'm willing to keep Nagy for one more year if we can get a different quarterback in there. Um because of the scheming I I kinda like from the from Nagy
0: and we'll see if it works with a different quarterback. Yeah. Uh I think I forget which, which game it was this year, but the Bears had uh fourteen yards in the second half. <laughs> That's uh, that was uh, <laughs> nah, man. That ain't him, bro. Nah, <laughs> he's nah, like, nah, dude. man. I wasn't calling nah, place dude. that game. That wasn't me, man. Yeah, nah, he's, he's like, like, nah, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm uh, so after this week, I'm probably kicking the shin, but instead of a person, it's a horse kicking Ooh. the shin. It's bad, man. Um, the the, yeah. the Blackhawks just lost five to one. There we go.
2: Yeah, we got a garba- we got a garbage time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey man, they, they padded the the gold differential stats that are never going to matter. Yeah. And uh All Illinois right. uh they blew uh blew a game at home to Maryland yeah. uh on Sunday. Maryland who Maryland. That was Maryland beat with yeah, Let's arm. get the co-
2: let's get the college basketball daddy.
0: Yeah, Maryland.
2: I don't want you duck. I don't want you ducking. Yeah, Michigan I won't. Uh,
0: yeah, with, I don't even know if Wisconsin's that good anymore because if Maryland beat them at home and then Michigan just beat the brakes off yeah. of them too uh, last night, so I really don't well, know if that team Michigan, is as good as Michigan's as got as a as squad this year. Yeah, and then they're they have a number one mm-hmm. recruiting class, so it's not going to get any time better for the other Big Ten teams anytime soon. So let's move on to our final thoughts section. We're gonna talk about Gonzaga, Baylor or the field, but before that Josh, do you alright, so before I tell you what I thought of this Illinois team and where they can end up and where Zane thought they <laughs> could end up where do you think th- this Illinois team will end up?
1: What, what do you mean? In the
0: tournament. Oh, in the tournament. How far do you think they could have gotten this like, tournament? How far will they get?
1: I Okay. Hmm. I, I know they can win their first game. I okay. I mean I'd like to believe they can get to the sweet the sweet sixteen, but from what I've seen now, I don't think they're getting past the sweet sixteen. That's that I'm capping it at sixteen right now. All right. Yeah. After
0: uh, after the Northwestern game when they. Uh, Outscored Northwestern in the second half, yeah, three to thirteen. I was uh, five fourteen. <laughs> right, right. Uh, right now, Zane, I'm with you. They're not getting past the first week. They're not playing. They're not getting past the first round. Yeah, so, jo- <laughs> they're not getting past the first. I think weekend. it was. After, they should just keep that bus. Part. I think
2: it was. I think it was after the second. Like maybe they played three games, Danny. We did the segment where I I said buy or sell, Josh. I said buy or sell the. Fighting line I get to the Elite Eight, right? Yeah. Is that what I yeah, said? They Elite get Eight. There. Danny said Danny said buy it. Mm-hmm. He, he would take him at the Elite Eight. I said sell. They win one game max. And that was when they were undefeated. <sighs> Danny had his chest puffed out. It's oh yeah, the Alina. And I was like, nope, we're not even winning one game. And here we are. They're just conti- they continue to slide. They're at nine and four. And I'm sticking with it. I think they can maybe win one game. Okay, but max. also
0: we have to address that you made that. Uh, guess when you had not watched a single. You still have not watched a single game, nor. Single round, game.
2: It's
1: just intuition. <laughs> intuition. It's just intuition, <laughs> intuition, bro. I've
0: been watching every
1: single game. What? What? Like intuition? Is man. there? Can you name any factors as to why What's influencing your intuition, or is, is it just gut? You can't really put any a finger to it. Just, uh,
2: it's just the curse of the Illini. You, they're just. Can you name to one player bad. on that team? They're just cursed <laughs> to be bad. He's got right. it.
0: Let's, let's move on to the other part of the college basketball <laughs> segment here. All right. Gonzaga and Baylor. I think they're in their class mm-hmm. of their own. Josh, would you take those two teams or would you take the field?
1: Well, like I was saying, the field, the field has some good teams too. Like I said, Michigan is, they, they're looking really good. And they're included in the field. Um Gonzaga Gonzaga, you know, they're always going to be really good this time of year. Um, they're not really playing anyone. But when they do play um, some ranked opponents, you know, they look good against them. And, uh, you know, same with Baylor. But, I mean, I like the field here. I, I think Michigan's got a good program. Iowa and Garza, like, he's having a great year. Um, so, I, I, I think – if I have to pick between just just those two teams or the entire field, I'll pick the entire field.
0: Yeah, I was interesting. Uh they're a very good team. Uh they just don't play defense, and that's mm. their Achilles heel, which is a pretty big uh, Achilles heel. Um Villanova, they're back at the top again. Um Kansas is not who we thought they were. Kentucky's Kentucky is that is fair. <laughs> All right, Zayn. how about this? Do you, would you take Illinois or would you take Kentucky right now?
2: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I guess I would take Illinois. Kentucky looks like <laughs> – Kentucky looks like – Hey, I play like for that, that. team. I just, I
0: just... No, it's
1: okay. <laughs> I, Is I, it my bad? Party, I would too.
0: actually – You're uh, not wrong. They've won their past few games in the SEC that uh, Kentucky – I think that they will be I think they will be a um, – I think they'll be a seven or a six seed come tournament time. Is that Illinois? crazy? No, Kentucky. Kentucky. That's not crazy. Yeah. Seven maybe. or six. Because I, I think they're starting to click it together right well, they now. They better figure and, something uh, out. Yeah, there's just too much talent on that team for them to – just. Uh, for them to have continued on that streak, I think they're starting to turn around here. But it's a small sample size. There's a bigger sample size than them looking like the <laughs> JV team of the <laughs> Hubble Huskies. So, um,
2: <laughs> oh my
0: goodness. Uh, time will tell, and maybe that'll be a bad take. Uh, I'll I, I'm just gonna take the Gonzaga. I won't even include Baylor. Just Gonzaga. I'm taking Gonzaga. Yeah, that, I'm not even including the field. Yeah,
2: I mean. Obviously, smart money. Like, smart money, you would have, you'd you bet the field in <laughs> yeah. a one-and-done tournament. You, you would take the field, but I think I'd probably take Gonzaga as well. Just from the heart, yeah, not, yeah. you know, not from the brain, I'd probably take can take right. Yeah, I mean, my intuition's never wrong. <laughs> but
0: uh, yeah, okay. Here-
2: i just kidding. Just kidding. I'm taking number three, Villanova. Obviously, we're picking the Here's field. here's what so,
0: uh, Zane's intuition has gotten him, Josh. He thinks Patrick Williams is going to be the next.
1: Whoa, No, nah, bud. Bust. He's the yeah, next uh, Kawhi.
0: Yeah, the uh, Bulls draft number four draft. He's going to be the biggest bust. He's an ex Kawhi. He's <laughs> not. He's not going to be a bust. <laughs>
2: They're just handing—they're just handing out Kawhi Leonard's left and right, apparently. <laughs> Z- Zayn, also, you said no. you've not
1: watched—you've not game. watched
0: a single second of Florida State basketball, bro. Oh, intuition,
2: <laughs> bro. I've looked at the box score. This guy's trash.
0: <laughs> All right, well, let's tie it up there. No,
2: I said, I said, I said, at the number four pick, that's the not enough number number of a different
0: maker. Pick. No, 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 don't just try, try to play it off. No, you said he was a bust. You said he was going to be a bust.
2: No, I, 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 I still hold that he'll be a bust. And I said at the number four, he's not going to be enough of a difference maker to take him at number four.
1: <laughs> I am all right. Scared. All right. I am Time scared. will
0: tell. That's that's what we can rely on. Time will tell. Let's uh, finish it up there. Everybody, thank you for listening to the Empty Bottle Sports Podcast. Josh, thank you for joining us your yeah, another episode. I yeah, it fun. fun. I enjoyed talking sports to you guys. Awesome. I hope everyone enjoyed their drinks, saying your Coors Light, Josh, your Two Brothers Pale Ale. I enjoyed my Yingling. Uh, this weekend, we're going to be coming out with uh, Bears and Illinois football recap. Uh, my friend Andrew uh, will be joining me and talking about those two teams, and we'll be discussing where both teams move forward from here. So a lot to talk about this weekend. And, of course, we'll have the preview episode coming up on Thursday or Friday where we talk about the NFL uh, playoffs the divisional round and we'll probably be talking a little bit more nba nhl and college basketball as well now that uh college football is done so keep an eye out for that thank you for listening and we'll talk to you all soon